0: When we're thinking about this return to the office, can employers force employees?
1: The great return, it's been happening for a while now, but for many as a hybrid model. They wanna be able to work a little bit from home, a little bit in office. We're told that flexibility is here to stay here in Chicago. The Chicago Loop Alliance has said that the Loop's recovery from the pandemic depends on those workers coming back downtown. Downtown office space is still on life support. Vacancies hit a record high. Because until people go back to work, buildings remain cold in the pandemic.
2: More than two years into the pandemic, office towers across the U.S. are still struggling with high vacancy rates. Among the nation's largest metros, one central business district has emerged as a ghost town, downtown Chicago. In March, vacancy rates notched a new record, hitting 21.2% in the city's so called central loop. But that's only half of the story. Welcome to Deconstruct. I'm your host, Isabella Farr, and today, Producer Susanna Cavanaugh chats with Chicago reporter Sam Lounsbury about the haves and have-nots of the Windy City's office market. So in many ways, Chicago's office debacle
1: is very similar to what we've seen in New York or San Francisco. Work from home has proved it's here to stay in some capacity. And COVID has repeatedly upended employers' plans to bring their workers back to their desks at least a few days a week. As we wade into spring, we're finally seeing some of those hybrid work arrangements go live. The tech giants, for example, Google, Apple, Meta, Microsoft, they've all called employees back to work some of the time. But even amid that recovering demand for office space, Chicago's vacancy rate has grown. So what gives?
0: I think... What is happening in Chicago is, you know, development. There is a really big appetite for it in the city. You know, as these new buildings have gotten delivered, that's contributed a little bit. Uh, to the higher vacancy rate downtown.
1: This is Sam Lounsbury, our Chicago reporter, who's been covering the market for the past several years. And if you can't tell from the accent, he is born and bred.
0: So yeah, Chicago was kind of my home city growing up.
1: So those new developments that are coming online, are they projects that were planned before the pandemic and are just opening now when demand for office space is unfortunately not so hot?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the big projects in the loop were planned you know, before the pandemic and they powered through. That's the Bank of America uh, Tower and the BMO Harris Bank's namesake tower is now open as of the last quarter, and that's partly what's driving up the vacancy rate. I think it's um, just over halfway leased those two tenants, they left big holes in the buildings they were in downtown on the South Street. And so you're seeing the Loop contend with that. At the same time, you know, in other parts of the city, you know, West Loop in particular, Fulton Market, a submarket that's been very hot. You're seeing new projects get proposed there all the time.
1: Can you give us a picture of what those two districts look like? So we have the Loop, which that's on one side of the river, right? And then on the other side, we have those two other neighborhoods that you're were-
0: Yeah, so let's start with the more fun side right now. Uh That is Fulton Market. And that's kind of a sub market within the West Loop, former warehouse district, meatpacking district that has, you know, kind of turned into a developer's paradise as, you know, some zoning changes have been approved and, you know, real estate prices have gone upward. You know, it's catching a lot of interest. You're seeing new buildings go up. In fact, there are 9,000 different apartment units um, in various stages of planning in the West Loop, which is kind of the greater area just west of the river in Chicago and that's going to complement a lot of the office that has gone up in that area over the last four to five years, really. Um, Since Google moved in about six years ago, took up an entire building in Fulton Market, McDonald's followed suit with a corporate location. And, you know, since then, it has really taken off as a bit of a tech hub.
1: Is it becoming sort of like a live, work, play area?
0: Certainly. Yeah. Restaurant Row on Randolph has kind of always been there. You're seeing, I think, the area benefit from that for sure. You're seeing new retail go in. I mean, it's hard to find a a spot for lunch in one of the little um, cafeteria-type spots on Fulton Street.
1: And that section of the city has been an outlier so far as new leasings. Last year, when vacancy rates for the city's Class A office properties jumped to nearly 30% in the central loop, Fulton Market's availability dropped a percentage point to 23% compared to 2020. And that's even as new developments have come online.
0: You're seeing new commercial development get proposed all the time. Just this month, we saw Mark Goodman and Associates, a development firm in Chicago, propose a new life sciences lab-oriented building in the Fulton Market area going to be, I believe, 16 stories. So you're seeing workplaces go up in that area, you know, as well as uh, all this residential. There is certainly leasing activity in buildings that have just completed as well. Thor Equities just opened a building on Fulton Street and they're, I believe, more than 80% leased. Aspen Dental has a huge chunk of their building and they are, you know, in talks to fill up the rest of it. You know, things are definitely in an upward trajectory in Fulton Market.
1: So looking good over there. If we travel over to the loop, we, we cross the river, right? Do we do we walk over a bridge?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you could walk over a bridge, get over to the loop. What you're seeing is, you know, still just a lot of, of vacancy in some of these older buildings in particular. You're seeing a couple landlords run into some loan trouble. Brookfield Asset Management based in Canada is turning over a 22 floor building. What? 175 West Jackson Boulevard became delinquent on a $258 million loan. It's occupancy. Was just 63% as of January this year. Another Loop property, 135 South LaSalle Street, owned by uh, New York-based AmTrust Realty, is perhaps going to have its deed handed to its lender as well. Uh, They were in talks with a special servicer on a $100 million loan there. And you know, these are really big real estate players in you know international business, and so it does say something about the you know of the office market that you know even these landlords feel like they would rather walk away than try to turn these around.
1: But while some tenants have moved from the Loop or River North, which is a district right above the Loop, to Fulton Market, others are just shuffling spaces within the central business district. Bank of America's new tower, for example, is still on the east side of the river.
0: And you know that's a bit of the nature of Chicago. There's a lot of musical chairs in this city.
1: One problem for loop landlords hoping to pull back tenants is that rents for the area really have not dropped.
0: You know, rental rates are holding steady from everything that I'm hearing in the office world, including in the loop. Where you're seeing, you know, a a bit of lenience is in the concession packages and tenant build-out allowances, what you're allowed to do with that money. Things like that is kind of how the market is becoming more favorable to tenants, you know, as landlords are, some of them in a bit of a bind.
1: Are any buildings in the loop trying to revamp themselves to have the same type of appeal that these newer developments in the West loop have?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the amenities war, you know, is a term that has come up a few times in recent months. For instance, Amtrust Realty, one of their newest hires, Patrick Kearney, talked to me recently. Um, He's, you know, overseeing the Chicago portfolio for the company now and is kind of in charge of a bit of this $100 million revamp. You know, he told me in the Illinois Center, uh, I think it was, you know, there's racquetball courts, for instance, in like one of the high floors. Getting some windows into these spaces, trying to get people, into higher floors of the building, whether it's in lounges, you know, coffee bars, you're going to see more projects like that, you know, finding ways to have some outdoor hangout space as well, you know, whether that's somehow instituting a terrace or even ground level places where, you know, workers can sort of gather a team together, collaborate a little bit, maybe taking away some floor space that would have been reserved for your sort of top tier, you know, maybe higher paying tenants to have some more common space. Tenants kind of see what they're doing. They understand that they're going to improve these properties, make them more attractive, and they're open to that.
1: Are any building owners moving towards adaptive reuse projects where they would take an office building and turn it into, say, a residential tower?
0: Yeah, so it's been talked about as an absolute necessity. Um it's kind of a matter of who's going to jump in first. You know, the city is being encouraged to, you know, maybe free up some tax increment financing dollars to help with some of these projects because what's stopping them from happening is they're going to be extremely heavy lifts, they're going to be extremely expensive. And at the same time, it's one of these things that just Absolutely has to happen. You're seeing LaSalle Street um, really be talked about as a corridor that requires some new investment after having a lot of success as this sort of financial capital of the Midwest. Workers have not returned to those buildings for the most part. You're seeing vacancy creep upward. You know, something absolutely needs to be done. You're hearing a lot of talk about student housing, perhaps senior housing. There's a lot of, you know, university students that live in the loop. And and so there's you know, certainly a, a demand to want to live in the loop, but it's just a matter of making it happen in these buildings that were designed to host office workers.
1: Does the city have any other plans to revitalize that section of Chicago?
0: Yeah, definitely. They have talked about closing down uh, a portion of LaSalle Street to vehicle traffic. There is talk of, you know, trying to make some of these LaSalle Street buildings more accessible to the public, you know, allow people in to see some of these grand lobbies. Um, The architecture uh, can be very stunning. Installing more public art on LaSalle, kind of through the heart of the loop, has been a strategy that's been mentioned as well. You know, try to turn it into a bit of a place to go it would definitely still require some reworking i think of these buildings lobbies especially you know trying to get some more retail options you know several restaurants perhaps um trying to build the space for that can be a challenge you know and like i said requires investment but you know i i think if they create more of a retail scene in the middle of chicago you know eventually i think the city believes People will come.
1: Yeah, I saw the city is hosting a return to work event starting this week. And, you know, they're giving out gift cards and having pop-up events with music and cocktails. So it seems like they're pulling out all the stops to show, look, it's fun to come over here. You, you should come over here.
0: Last year, they did something similar. Sundays on State is yeah. what they were calling it, you know, trying to get people down to State Street downtown. And people enjoyed it. So I think you'll see more of that. And some of it will work. I mean, some of it is just kind of Chicago's natural, I think, bounce back, uh, like you'll see in cities from all
2: of this. Deconstruct airs every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Or you can listen to therealdeal.com. For comments on this episode or on the series, or if you have an idea you'd like to share, feel free to reach me or Susanna at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Next week, we're looking at the mystery that is traded, the real estate social media site and ad service. Tune in then.